Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried-and-true approach from Rock and That Idea Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidealife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Go-Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Whoa. I barely made it back to the mic in time. Wow. That's <laughs> like us. I was thinking there was, for some reason, I was thinking, oh, there are three ads. Oh, no. There are two in the intro. <laughs> Welcome to episode seven of season 13. This is episode number 438 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated, no soup for you. With the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockandthatidealife.com and strikewithmike.com and centerizedbury.com for, once again, proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best in St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at an unbelievably fair price. It is Tuesday, November 22nd, and we're streaming live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and the Twitter to interact with the show on social media, our handle on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I am Kurt Price. I'm a co-host for the big show tonight is Mr. Bill Day. Jeff Ponder is on assignment. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes discussion of boots. Uh, no NHL games today, tonight, and we'll tell you why. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have been an up-and-down team lately. We'll talk about the recent games. We'll also talk some Jordan Cairo and how some fans are just done with him. Uh, is that right or wrong? We'll talk about it. Uh, we'll also talk some goaltending and revisit the Bennington and Huso situation from a couple years ago when Huso was traded away. Some fans wanted Bennington moved instead, so we'll analyze those goalies right now and see how the Blues fared. Did they keep the right guys? We'll talk about it. Uh, plus some rapid-fire NHL tidbits where... Connor McDavid was asked a stupid question in the post-game press conference. Uh, the National Predators had a hilariously awesome finish versus the Asshats from Colorado. And uh, also, uh, Milan Lucic was arrested for domestic battery. So we'll talk about that a little bit. All that and more on this exciting edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, there is uh, no Jeff Ponder in the house tonight. So yeah. his, uh, his, the allegations caught up with him. Yeah, yeah. International allegations this time. International, so it's, right? It's, was it from uh, 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 Mozambique? No. Yeah. Uh, Zimbabwe? No. Indonesia. Indonesia today. <laughs> the Indonesian allegations. Yeah. That sounds bad. 
Oh, it's gonna end yeah. up in the gulag or something. No, he's getting caned, right? Is that, caned. is that the part of the world that caned people? <laughs> I've, I've, you know what? Um, other parts of the world, who, who knows what they do? Caning would not surprise me. So I'll we'll have to have him uh, take his shirt off next show and show us his back. <laughs> and it's it, gonna it be, yeah, it, it, he's gonna have 88 cane on the back. That's, that's <laughs> right. <hated>. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Kane or Evander tattooed Kane. permanently. <laughs> that, yeah, to get Kane is that what is that the uh, yeah. the going lingo for that? When you get a Kane jersey, you got Kane. Yeah, it's the hockey version. The hockey version. Uh, there are no NHL games on the agenda for this evening. Uh, the reason given for this was the NHL only had three buildings available for games on Tuesday, which is tonight. Uh, Arizona, Vancouver, and Calgary. But because of the holiday week in the U.S., more American teams have requested home dates. So that leaves just Arizona, uh, the Arizona Coyotes, who host the St. Louis Blues on Wednesday and did not want to play back-to-back home games. Uh, the NHL has 12 games on Wednesday, none on Thursday for Thanksgiving, 15 on Friday, and nine on Saturday. So the risk of having teams play four games in five nights was too great. Uh, and one final wrinkle, four teams, the Wild, the Red Wings, Maple Leafs, and Senators are unavailable for games as they return home from Sweden after the Global Series. So uh, add all those factors up, and there's a rare dark night in, on the NHL calendar, giving hockey fans a free night to uh, get some chores done. And tune in to Let's Go Blues Radio. And tune in to Let's Go Blues Radio, right. What else you got going on? Nothing, apparently. Yeah, well, I, I would excuse those who are uh, watching Fargo tonight, so... Right, which is on right now. Yeah, which I we talked about before the show screwed me up. The commercial I was wasn't watching the commercial, I guess, and I was just I heard it a few times. It was 10 p.m. Air is 10 p.m. tonight. Oh, good. I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll check it out or I'll record it because we're doing the show. But uh, and then I checked the... live all 49 of your years in in the Midwest. You still haven't figured out this East Coast bias thing. I I, I know it exists. I just I just forget about it sometimes. It's just. And then I, and then I check the guide and it's it's on already. I'm like, what is it? Oh, god damn it! So, um, this is beers of episode number four hundred thirty-eight. You can follow each of us on the Untap app. My handle is Price Twelve. Jeff's is J Ponder ninety four. Bills is Bill Bruno three three. Uh, Black Friday uh, is coming up in a few days. So uh, and. Uh, Bill and I and some other folks, uh, we always go out to uh, Global Brew in Edwardsville to celebrate Bourbon County Release Day, which is also Black Friday. And we kind of spend quite a while there, have some lunch, uh, get a Bourbon County flight, among other things, and And, hang out and have a good time. And this year, last year it was uh, U.S. Men's National Team World Cup game. That was This year is Blues vs. Preds. Two o'clock. Two o'clock central. Right in our wheelhouse. Right. So uh, we're going to get there probably, I don't know, lunchish sometime and then uh, check out the game and yeah, be there for a few hours at least. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there a little closer to uh, two. Um, okay. So uh, probably get work. there 1230 or something. Ah, man, Black S- Friday. Stupid work. Stupid work. Uh, anyway, so uh, that was a little little foreshadowing i guess for yeah. uh, your beer of the show bill it, it most certainly is my my beer of the show is uh, where is it uh, Bergen county 
22. <laughs> Coffee Stout. This is my favorite of the variants from last year. Probably my favorite variant since Cola. Oh, Cola um, was good. Cola was Cola, good. Cola was very good. I still have at least one of those. So Kurt and I were talking before the show, and I, I've i got a lot of Bourbon County to drink because I How think many? I still have a whole bunch. Like, oh shit, when we moved, I think I had over 20. So, and that was that was a year ago, and I think I've I've probably kept level uh, with what I added last year and what I've consumed over the last year, but I'm I think it's going to be a Bourbon County December for me. <laughs> I have nine. I counted nine in the fridge before the show. So, I know you're not supposed to put them in the fridge, but they're in my fridge. Shut up. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't feel like like I don't plan ahead. I'm like it's like spur of the moment. Bourbon County. I want it cold. So uh, whatever. But uh, so I, I went along with you, and I, I have a Bourbon County as well. Mine is the uh, 2020 uh, Earl Grey variant, which you said is your least favorite. And and I, I think I, I remember it from the uh, flights that year or something, and I didn't care yeah. for it. But I figured, oh, hell, I'll drink it. <laughs> I have it. I'll get rid of it. Yeah. No, it's it, – yeah. just – doesn't the the tea doesn't meld well like you know, I, I don't know I, I guess I'm so used to coffee stouts um I, oh, yeah. I have an I have an occasional <laughs> how's that yeah. going there it, I mean, you can taste the tea yeah but yeah oh, it's, it, it's it, very pronounced yeah and it, Earl it, Grey is such a such a uh, uh, an acquired taste really even with with uh, tea drinkers um I was surprised that they went that route but yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's uh, it doesn't hit you at first. It hits you like after. Yeah, and it's it's, uh, it's not very good. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you're getting rid of it. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. I, it's got to be, it's got to be drank, right? Right. <laughs> um. All right. Um. Yeah. So and so we're uh, pre gaming, I guess, for Black Friday with yeah. the Bourbon Counties now because Bourbon County is going to be the thing on Friday. Pre-gaming, pre-season, whatever. We're getting ready. Right. And we'll get to watch a uh, little uh, Blues and Predators, a uh, little Ryan O'Reilly action uh, facing the Blues on uh, Friday at 2 p.m. So yeah. if you're in the Edwardsville area and you want to um, grab a beer, hang out, uh, come on by. Uh, we got uh, a, a few different games to talk about, a um, couple of crap ones, one, one, one decent one. Um, f- which followed up two pretty fantastic games. So quite the roller coaster of games uh, that the Blues have been on lately. When we come back from the break, we will discuss that. Uh, you're listening to Kurt and Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on, or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rockin' That Ideal Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, slim plus 
Plus to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost. Lean Capsules help bust those sugar cravings. And IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. Visit rockandthatidealife.com to get started. And remember to email Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockandthatidealife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall & Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so we offer special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today and now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Pre- Pre- Price, Ponder, and Day. When uh, Ponder said it, uh, does the voiceover work for the Burgoyne ad there at the end, and he goes, that name again, Mike Burgoyne? And I always think when he says that, it always reminds me of uh, The Simpsons. Uh, Mr. Plow, that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. <laughs> Uh, given his uh, Simpsons fandom, I'm, I would not be surprised if that's where he got the inspiration. You, you know, you never. Yeah, you know, I may. I, I might be making a lot of faces this show after I take a drink of the beer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mm. forcing it down, really. Bitter beer face, you, you yeah. and Earl Sutter. Not a. Yeah, it's not bitter though. It's just it's tea. <laughs> it's it's like it's like tea in a bourbon barrel. That's like really weird. Uh, all right, so the Blues, uh, after a couple of really good games, uh, Blue, which caused a lot of Blues Nation to pretty much say, hey, this team might be a little better than we uh, thought coming into the season. They're, they just had two really good wins against good teams, and then they played the Sharks. And we talked about this last week, and I think Ponder in the notes here, he put something down he wanted us to talk about. Uh, he wants to take credit for this. <laughs> Um, last week he said, Jeff said, uh, I feel like this is a trap game. You go in with all the confidence in the world and then you give up a five spot. And, uh, Pons, he called himself Pons Stradamus. 
for that. Like he's the first person to come up with a concept of a trap game. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, he, it, Frank Cusimano uh, went on Channel 5 the day before saying this is a must-win game. Oh, yeah. Like, well, well, that's kiss of death. First off, anything Frank – I like Frank Cusimano. He seems like a nice guy. But uh, anytime he's commenting on a hockey – Throw it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, it's like listening to my mom comment about hockey. She doesn't really know. She just she's just along for the ride. You know, whatever anybody says, just that's fine. Right. Uh, you she, you she, who the best, you know, the best shooting guards in St. Louis high school basketball. For Vashon. Yeah, Vashon, yeah. Frank Cusavano is your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dismet Vashon. Let's talk uh, about the the high school power. Yeah, he's, he's one of those the smack guys. So. The, the high school powerhouses and the uh, high school basketball powerhouses in St. Louis. He he's got that down. Uh, but hockey, uh, not so much. Um, there's just not enough time in the day to, to. I mean, if you're studying high school basketball, right? I mean, that's you you got to dedicate yourself to that. So there's not a lot of time for anything else. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, this game. I mean. It's the same t- lineup as Tuesday night, so no real excuses there except for Hofer in net, right? So uh, I didn't particularly care about this loss. I'm mean, not get me wrong; it was it was embarrassing, um, but it didn't really upset me a whole lot because I, you know, it, it's a one-off. I, I treat it as a one-off, right? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? <clears throat> You know what's not a one-off? That's two weeks in a row we got an untied. We're on it now. Took That's a took a streak. Took a handful of weeks to in the season to get it going. But you got to treat this kind of game as as a one-off. You're playing some good hockey, uh, they, and you know the the two wins prior were fantastic, and they were playing good hockey before that, even when they didn't win game. They were they were playing well. So, you know, you lose to this this game to the Sharks. It's like I mean, it's embarrassing, but. You know, I, it happens. It is what it is. You, you, it's all in how you bounce back from a game like this to me. And I said this online. It's like, but you know what? Whatever. I mean, as long as they don't follow this up with another crap game or two, uh, they should be fine. I mean, you know, whatever. They, they come back the next game and they, they play well. It's a, it's a one-off. <laughs> but then, of course, they. then there was the Kings game. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, so what did what did you think about the decision to go Hofer Bennington Hofer on this trip? You know, I, I'm I'm always for playing the number. I, this is and this is just me, but I'd rather see the number one play as much as humanly possible. I, you know, I I mean I don't. I mean Bennington is and Hofer has got decent numbers this season, but you know, Bennington's your number one. And I, and I like to see him play. Now this is the sharks, right? I mean, this is the, the worst team in hockey who are have started out historically bad. Um, so if you're going to start your backup in any game, I have no problem with this being the game you started in. I just, I don't, but uh, it happens. Shit happens. So uh, did you uh, like Hofer, uh, this, the setup Hofer, Bennington Hofer or, I, I thought it was strategically the right way to go, um, you know, with two weak teams bookending, you know, the, the Kings. I, I thought, you know, that that seemed to be the right the right play. 
Um, and I, I really felt like, you know, it, the Sharks game wasn't as much on Hofer as the Kings game was on Bennington. Um, I thought, uh, in, in terms, I thought uh, Hofer was better. Um, Bennington just didn't look good against the Kings, I thought. Um, but, you know, Hofer came back with a super strong game against Anaheim, so. I thought Hofer, I thought there was a, I don't know, I, I thought there was a, a, a major malfunctions on, a, on, a, on a, few, a few aspects of the Blues play against the Sharks. I thought yeah. there was some defensive breakdown, some soft play in front of him, mm-hmm. some bad puck luck, let's be honest, but some, some bounces didn't go their way. Uh, but, yeah, the softy in front, they weren't, you know, they were kind of standing around a couple times and, and uh, uh, weren't, missed some coverage. And uh, I thought maybe Hofer, I mean, the, the most of the shots, the goals seem to be from in tight or in close, fairly close. So, I mean, it's hard to put some of those on the goalie, but, you know, I think the, the yeah. well, one of them, a couple of them beat Hofer like under the arm or short side or something. Uh, uh, so I'm like, ah, not that it was a bad goal to give up, but it's like, ah, I'd just like to see him make that save. It'd be a nice save to make to pick yeah. up his, his defense. Not, not, and not to criticize him too much because, like right. he was kind of hung out to dry a little bit um, yeah. as far as the chances against him, but still. Yeah, that that first goal, um, you know, and honestly, the the first four Sharks goals, every time I said out loud after I watched the replay, monkey fucking a football. Monkey fucking football. <laughs> that, it kind of was. Your favorite phrase was there yeah. that, that entire <laughs> game. Um, that, you know... It, I think the the Blues' confidence just kind of got you know the 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 bubble burst with uh, kind of the comedy of errors that led up to the first goal, and they just never recovered. Um, Hoffman wide open with a tap in from ten feet, like that's that should never happen. Um, yeah. Oh, breakaway too, right? Breakaway yeah. and a quick snipe uh, and a good shot. Um, you know. Um, I think, uh, and and Jeff's not here, so we can't have a little debate back and forth. But he did leave some notes, uh, a couple of his thoughts. So he uh, and I'll and we'll, I'll, I'll kind of I'll go over them since he did take the time to to put them down. And so he said uh, on the Sharks' second goal, he had a problem with this. So uh, the Blues defense stops the rush. The puck goes to the far boards. Captain lazily throws it to the weak side behind the net where there wasn't a blue for a country mile. Point man. Uh, oh gosh. Okatuk, my pronounce that right? Puts it on net. Eklund deflects the bot. I, I can't pronounce. That. I don't know who don't know who half the sharks players are. <laughs> They're like, no, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think Eric Curry played the third period. Honestly, <laughs> uh, Eklund deflects deflects with bodies in front, and the Blues are down 2-0 with just 17 seconds in the period. He says he thinks uh, Cabin has to be more aware. Uh, had time to look and find one of his forward partners at center. Uh, this goal was a death nail. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's probably being a little extreme. I, I, I watched the replay on this one and I, I didn't, and I'd like to have Jeff here to go back and forth with because uh, I, I didn't, I didn't think Kapanen had many options here. Um, if he, he didn't have anybody open, there was no one to pass to. Uh, if he goes back up the, the far boards, uh, there's a, forward there to there's a defenseman there at the point to hold it in so he can't go that way and he so he wraps it around the boards uh to the vacant side and uh bushnevich was actually slow getting into the offense uh defensive zone 
Um, so he wasn't there to cover that side. Uh, you know, and, and they hold it in and they shoot and they score. Um, I don't really have a problem with what Kapanen did. Kapanen probably could have wrapped around harder to get it out if he wanted to, or he could have eaten it along the boards uh, and done a little puck battle to let guys position themselves for uh, hopefully to get the loose puck and, and transition out. But um, I didn't have a problem with him necessarily throwing it out the way he did. But, you know, that's just me. Um, I, I think, you know, um, the the goal that killed the Blues in this game was the third goal. And I think that was the one where Neighbors was tripped, trying to come out of the zone uh, and turn the puck over because of the trip, no call. And the Sharks pass down low, then pass in the slot, and they score. Um, and it's funny because on the uh, NHL.com site, when you can look at each goal, right, to see the, the replay, and uh, they have the broadcast team for the team that scored the goal. So it's the Sharks announcers here. You know, they don't really say too much about the trip. They say, oh, the Blues probably, the Sharks probably got away with them there, but, and they glaze over it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that is the major reason why this goal was scored. If Neighbors isn't tripped, the puck's out of the zone. <laughs> There's no goal at all. That's a huge deal. That was a terrible no call. Awful no call. Um, I think that one, that one killed them uh, because it came like a minute after the second goal. Yeah, the so, the the bad theme on this trip is quick goals yeah. given up. Yeah. yeah, way way too many goals in quick succession. Um, you know, going forward to the Kings game, I mean, two goals in nineteen seconds can't can't do that, and that that has been a bad theme with this team over the last you know four games. I uh, I actually <clears throat> I hung out after the game because uh, the uh, Teal Town USA. Our friends over at Teal Town USA talk. Uh, they do a show after every single Sharks game. And so when the Blues play the Sharks, I'll listen to their show occasionally uh, against other teams, but uh, uh, I, I like to often tune into their show, especially after the Blues, just to see get their take on things. And, and I'll be, I'll be you know, chiming in during the chat and stuff, uh, and uh, they're kind enough to humor me and uh, discuss uh, you know, what I talk about. But I, I, was, I gave them uh, props and credit because I thought the Sharks were on at this game. I they... They pressured the Blues hard. They wanted this game more. Um, something lit a fire under them uh, before this game as they were all over the Blues. Um, and they Sharks looked pretty good in this game. And a combination with the Blues not playing well. Um, it was just, I mean, that doesn't take anything away from the Sharks because they did play well, but uh, it was a bad combination for the Blues. So that's <clears> and, and it results in the 5-1 to one loss. Um so, uh, you know, and Blues did outshoot the Sharks 45-35. So, hey, uh, you know, we won that one. Because <laughs> the Sharks, at this point in the season, had not outshot a single team in a game. And so I think at going into the third period, it was, like, close. Might have been even on shots or, or they're separated by one. And the Blues dominated the third period in shots because, you know, the Sharks are sitting back. They're not, you know, trying to do too much in the third period, even though they did score in the third period. No, no, they didn't. I'm sorry. They got one mm-hmm. in the first, four in the second. So, yeah, but but you're not gonna say that this was a game that was won by a hot goalie, Capo Kakinen. He was good, but yeah, not great. Well, he didn't. You know, we didn't. He didn't have to be. I mean, I mean, he he made some nice saves, but he we didn't. I mean, those 45 shots on goal. I I, I no, I thought he was. You know what? I thought he was pretty good. Um, but I thought it was just as much the Blues not bearing mm-hmm. the golden chances that they did have. Right. So, I, I, mean, I thought it, the game would have been totally different if Kapanen scores early. 
when he's got the he's pretty much all alone on him yep. tries to go through the arm and just doesn't doesn't get it through and you know i i thought that that could have completely changed the tone of the game and you know the blues just never it it wasn't like they got deflated by that but they just never found a groove no outshot uh well outshot the sharks by 10 45 35 over four in the power play, so the power play lets them down again. The Blues, uh, they had a couple power play goals a few games ago, but they are still. Let me pull it up here. The Blues are second, the thirty-first, second worst power play in the league, seven point seven percent. It's amazing that somebody could possibly be worse than this power. What play. the Capitals are seven. Seven yeah. percent. And how can a team with Alexander Ovechkin not not have power play goals? Yeah, I don't. I, don't see, I mean, the, and the and the first place, you know what the you know, who you know who the is number one in power play? Take a uh, guess. Uh, Columbus. No, New Jersey. Do you know what their yeah. their their rate is? Uh, it's close to thirty percent. Thirty nine. Yeah. They. That is nuts. They, they are an insanely good team. Rangers are 32, they're at second, and uh, Vancouver's 31. Um, Arizona's 26.9, which is yeah. a little surprising. That's probably due to the Blues, probably. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they score a few on us? Power play goals? I believe they, they did. Um, we, I think going into the last game against, not the last game, they, I guess the earlier games in the season, um, they, they, uh, they lit us up pretty good, but. Yeah, it feels like you know. This time last year, we we were talking about how Craig McTavish was relieved of his uh, PK duties because the PK was so bad. Mm-hmm. Are we going to find out that somebody's been relieved of the power play? Dude? Like, can they bring him back and fire him again? <laughs> and say it's your fault. The power I mean, play sucks so bad. This is, I mean, I'm not going to say historically bad for the NHL, but this is. This is the, the worst power play I've seen the Blues have ever uh, that I can that I can think of. I can't think of a worse power play right now than the, I mean, especially with some of the the top end talent they have: Bushnevich, Thomas, Kairu, you know, Shen. Uh, Shen's a, should be a great power play option, right? Uh, down low in front of the net, stuff like that. Bushnevich too. Um, you got Falk. You got Krug. You got Prunovich. I mean, you've got guys that can that should be putting up some points on the power play, Verana. and they're just Verana, and they're just they're just not. I I mean, and it's not like in most of the. I mean, early in the season they weren't getting chances. They just looked terrible. They couldn't get zone time, but uh, you know lately they've been getting zone time and they've been getting chances. They just can't put it in. It's just it's just. I mean, maybe that you know things leaving out and they'll start going in, but in buckets, but. Um, I, I don't. I. It's hard to explain when a team gets golden chances and a lot of them, uh, and gets zone time on the power play, but just can't score. And you know, it's like you can you can break down a team, you can break down a power play, and you can say, well, they're not doing this, they're not doing that, because you're because what you're trying to do is generate chances and generate good scoring chances. And and the Blues have zone time, and, and maybe they're not getting enough chances. I think they're passing too much. Yeah, honestly, I think when they went on that that nice streak, the Blues that where they were winning games and playing well, uh, they were shooting a lot more, mm-hmm. and 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 they did, they took forty five shots against San Jose, but a lot of them was let me that was I'm gonna say a lot came in the third period, right? 
Yeah. Uh, where's the thing here? Uh, third period shots on goal per period. Eighteen in the third period and sixteen in the second. So they, I mean, they they really had a lot of shots, but I mean, that goes back to the point I made before about just burying the chances you have. You know, they just didn't do it. I don't. Uh, it, it's a it's a strange thing to try and to try and break down. It's like st- keep it simple, simplified, and, and it sounds so simple to say. You know, just you know, a couple passes and shoot, go, crash the net. Keep it simple. Yeah. This is, this goes back to the you know uh, uh, pee wee hockey. <laughs> just just go to the net, shoot it on net. You know, try and find a lane. Yeah, when when things aren't working, shoot the puck. That's that is the simplest thing to do in hockey. That's right. What, yeah. And you know, Matt Harris in the chat says, "You're telling me we don't score more by passing to each other twelve times without a shot." Yeah, it's so frustrating, <clears throat> and and it's frustrating to watch them pass the puck around. And to not have somebody in front, or I, you know what what play I love? I I love when the puck is on the half wall near boards, say, okay, and there's a guy, and you've got a forward not at the crease or at the top of the crease, but he's kind of like uh, halfway, you know, in that soft spot between the forwards and the and the defense. And he's not being covered pretty very tight, and you and you fake a shot, but you put it right on his stick, and he redirects it like at a forty-five degree angle on net. Mm-hmm. I love that play, and I was looking. For, I mean, I mean, that's that's a nice play to try because you, you know they're trying to take away your pass, your shooting lane, right? And you're not shooting it on net, so that's not the lane you're going for. You're you're looking for a passing lane, which maybe is open. And then the deflection is obviously hard to stop. So, and I'm looking for that kind of a play. And I and and against Anaheim, they didn't do it. But there were a few times I'm like, that play's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. And then it was gone. Right. And I'm like, I I I I love and that play to me, especially when you're not doing very well in the power play. It's like, okay, if you're not going to shoot, and you want to pass, do a shot pass, right? <laughs> so the guy at the at the low slot. Um, to do a redirect on net. And that's, you know, I mean, it's not going to work every time, but I mean, there were a few times where it was, it seemed to be there and they weren't trying it. So I'm not, uh, I don't know. I, 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 there's a bunch of things you can try and they just seem to be passing and passing and passing and the shot never gets towards the net on the power play. And it's frustrating because they have zone time. Right, right. You know, going back to your point before, you know, when they were having, you know, that those last two games of the homestand, um, they they were had the more shoot first mentality, and and it's back to pass, 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 move it around the perimeter and see what we can find, and nothing ever opens up, and you don't try anything different. And then maybe somebody tries to force something through a body, and that's never going to work in the NHL these days. So after this game, the Blues um, played LA, and you're hoping for a bounce back game, right? I talked about this. So after you after you lay an egg, you know teams are going to lay eggs. You know Colorado just allowed two goals in 38 seconds to Nashville uh, at the end of the game. In the last 38 seconds, actually two goals in what 12 seconds, or whatever it was. It was stupid. Uh, at the la- within the last 38 seconds of the game, they allowed two goals in a 12-second span to lose. They were up by one. So, uh, you know, the shit happens, right, to good teams. So when you, when you 
when you throw up a stinker against the worst team in the NHL, yeah, it's bad. But, you know, come back the next game. Bounce back with a strong game. Forget about it. Um, it's a long season. They played L.A. Four goals allowed in the first period. One after the other. It was like it was a continuation of of the game against San Jose almost. Uh, I mean, Bennington was back in net for this one. So, you know, different look in net. Uh, the Blues were number one on the PK on the road coming into this game, which, you know, if you're looking for silver linings right now with this team, you know, hey, the PK on the road, looking pretty good. Until uh, this game. Until the first goal. It was the first goal or second goal? I think it was the first goal. Uh, LA scored was on the power play <laughs> in this game. Yeah. Right. Um, so two minutes into the game too, right? Yeah, it was early. It was, it was, it was really very early. early. Yeah. Right? And I thought, I thought the worst goal of uh, this three game swing was the second goal. That that's a, that's a save that Pittington's got to have. Well, the second goal, isn't that the one where uh, Shen coughed it up too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A series of, of unfortunate events, right? Yeah. yeah just a, just but, a bad series of plays. But yeah, a floater, a floater that gets through the blocker side and yeah, just, thought that was just an awful goal to give up that's you know talk about when your team needs a save that was it oh uh was that the second goal yeah the, yeah uh well oh, okay. and and before that too um uh fox stick was slashed in half yeah that was before the second goal yeah and no call i mm-hmm. mean it was it was a two-handed like like his chopping wood shatters the stick in half no call when that's always called, mm-hmm. always called, and no call, and then five seconds later, it's in the net. And I'm like, this is the second game in a row where a blatant missed call has directly uh, caused a goal, and that was frustrating. Not not that you know that that non call is going to make a difference in the game because of the way the rest of the first period went. You got to think it's probably going to go the same way. But, uh, yeah, stick chopped in half. Right. Uh, just bad. And championship teams are, you know, don't, you know, they're resilient and they they bounce back from those those bad calls. Sure. And sure. this team just this like these two games, their head was so far up their ass. There was no chance. They just by the time they hit the ice in both these games, I think they lost them. They just they, their heads weren't there. And just hard to pinpoint, you know, what what the problem was. Outplayed right out of the shoot in mm-hmm. this game. Just, and the entire first period was just like on their heels. Uh, the Kings just came at them. Um, and, you know, you're down 4 nothing after the first period. You're like, well, this game's over. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but, uh, you know, and this game annoyed me because it was the game. This was the game. If you're going to have a letdown game or a trap game, against the Sharks, this is your stereotypical bounce-back game. This is the game you want to, okay, we played like ass last game. Let's tighten things up, turn it around, and play a smart, good game this game. And that absolutely did not happen right out of the shoot. Inexcusable first period. I mean, if you're going to lose this game 5-1, to one, you know, lose it late with four goals in the third. You should have came out really strong in the first period after last game against San Jose. Your first period, you know, realistically should have been your best period because you should have be, you should be out there wanting to atone for the last game. 
right off the bat, and they did the exact opposite. So and, and so and talking about this, you know, it's it's. I guess we have to step take a step back and put things into perspective about our expectations for this team for the season, <laughs> because because I, you don't you don't want to get too much into, you know, gosh, they they should be doing this, should be doing that, when if they were doing that, they'd be an elite team. Does that make sense? Because it's like, you know, well, okay, they they are the way they are, and they're playing some inconsistent hockey. They're on a high, then they're on a low, you know, and that's the sign of a of the team that, that doesn't quite have it. So as a team, uh, or haven't figured it out yet, fully. Um, yeah. So yeah. I was I was telling a friend of mine at work today that I, I feel like it's it's a sign of a team that relies too much on an experienced youth in, you know, in Thomas and Cairo as the kind of the bellwethers for the team, right? They're, they're, they haven't, you know, they haven't got the, the even keeled nature. And, you know, you'd like to think Shen could instill that on everybody on this team as, as the leader, but that's not happening way too much ebb and flow with this team. Uh, after the game, uh, Robert Thomas was quoted as saying, it starts with us leaders. Uh, we've got to step up. We've got to play better. And it falls on our shoulders. Um, at this, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess things could be worse. You know, you could be San Jose. You could be Edmonton. But it's, when when players say stuff like this after a loss like this, it's like, do they even mean it? I mean, are they just like saying something for the for the reporters it's, for the cameras? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's it, it, it's it's fluff. It's like got to be better as leaders. Got to step up. Well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, I, I mean, just I mean, d- do it. You know, quit saying we should do this, we should do that. Do it. If you if you can't do it, then you're just not good enough. So I, yeah. so I, I mean, I I don't know what else to say about it. I, you, you're saying you should do this and you should do that, but if you don't do this and you don't do that or you can't, then you're not good enough to do what you're saying you should be doing. So then where are we? Well, Robert Thomas was in L.A., so he's going to say those things and go to the club. <laughs> well, and and to be fair, Thomas is a point-of-game player this season. So he, he has, was it yeah, 17 points in 17 games or 18, 18, whatever it is. He's a point of game guy. Right. He's, he is, he is yeah. the, the one guy that is playing to expectation. Right. Yeah, he's point. been fine. He's been, and, he's been fine. And I, I, I think Good. those are, those, those points that he's making are the points of a guy who wants to be a leader. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and oh, so if that's the case, then be a leader. Right. I mean, is one thing to there's one you can there's different ways you can lead. You can lead by example. He's putting up a point a game uh, on the ice, which is great. You know, uh, 80 plus point guy in the NHL is fantastic nowadays. Good, really good player offensively. But, you know, I mean, also, you know, uh, leaders are players that lift other players up around them on the ice, too, um, and make them play better. So, I mean, most of Thomas's. Point, what what is I mean, let me pull up Thomas's uh, stuff here. Do I have it in front of me? Thomas, Thomas, surely I have it. There it is. Yeah, no, I don't. There it is. Uh, Robert Thomas. Yeah, six goals, eleven assists. So he's got a few more goals than probably expected, but eleven assists. So seventeen points is a plus six. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he's 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 playing well. Faceoff percentage fifty six. He's yeah, doing his, his he's doing all the right things. Is very yeah. very impressive. Except for against San Jose, I think San Jose uh, had a really good faceoff day. I think Thomas was under under fifty percent against San Jose, but they dominated uh, on the faceoff that, that game. But you know, you can't win them all. <laughs> um, so but you can't shit the bed in them all. Yeah, I mean, at the same time. you know, there are really good offensive players on some really bad teams in NHL history too. So I mean, there's. How many times did and the Blues went really bad when Hull was here? But how many times did you hear people say you can't win a cup with Hull? You can't win a cup with Hull? Can't do it. And that was said a lot because when he was here, and you know, that wasn't true. But I think the underlying point is is that you can be a really good offensive player, and it might not make a difference. Your team, you're going to put up points, but the team, the team might still be bad. So you need you need a lot of contributions from a lot of different players. And the Blues aren't getting it from in enough areas right now. Even though the goaltending has been good, defense has been has been much better, except for the game against San Jose and LA um, this season. But uh, hopefully that turns around. The game against Anaheim was was much better, uh, kind of returned to the norm against a not a very good team. So still, with that said, uh, San Jose wasn't very good either. <laughs> Shit the bet against them. But uh, so I wanted to say real quick too about it. Kind of sucks on the Blues website that. Have you ever, you ever do this? You click on the game recap because uh, you want to read the, the, the article written. And you're taken to a boring, generic NHL.com article. It's not, you're taken off the blue. You, I'm on the Blues website. Look, blues.NHL.com. On, on, on the Blues website. And I click on, I want to read a recap of the game. It redirects me to NHL.com to a generic. Mm-hmm. Boring, basically a written box score with a few quotes from players after the game. It's is nothing. It, it doesn't. I mean, what happened? They used to link to Corax articles um, this, a lot. The, but what the happened Kings to that? game is Dan Greenspan, NHL.com, yeah. independent <laughs> correspondent. It's so and it's so bad. It's the bare minimum uh, for journalists uh, to do, uh, a reporter to do. It's just they do. There's no insight. There's no creative uh, commentary about the team in this article. Nothing. It's just a written box score with some quotes. It sucks. And I'm like, right. I'm on the Blues website. Give me a Blues recap. I want to. I, I And if, if the Blues lose in a game, half the time when you read the article, it's all plays and and things that the other team did well. But the and you know. And very little about the Blues. And I'm like, I'd like to hear what the Blues did poorly or how the Blues did poorly or what they did wrong. Or give me a Blues. There are Blues beat writers. Uh, why aren't they getting their articles? I mean, what happened to Korak's articles that go on, on NHL.com? I want to, mm. because he he has, I love reading his stuff because he, he doesn't play punches. He'll he'll tell you what he thinks of the team and how they're doing and how they're playing. I love right. that. Right, and and he's there for everything. Every yes. presser, every practice, mm-hmm. Lou's always there. Yeah, this independent reporter does not talk to the team. Right. He doesn't have insight on the team. He doesn't know. So, I mean, it's right. it's he, annoying. He could, he could take a, a pointer or two from the old hometown phone book game recaps that we used to publish. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill's referring to our, uh, our old roller hockey days when we would, we had a website. <laughs> we would multiple do, websites. Multiple, we had like three. Yeah. Uh, because everyone, it was the, in the day of, uh, oh, you get 
10 megabytes free with your dial up with your dial up provider right yeah. or angel fire or whatever it was yep. or uh, uh geo cities yeah but uh yeah we when you have some web space uh and we would do recaps and and they were creative as hell i don't know it was it was fun so yeah yeah the, 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 our recaps for our games were far more insightful and interesting than the shit they put up there for on angel.com this is boring uh, and the same thing for the San Jose game. It was the same as in another independent NHL.com, you know, uh, person. I wouldn't call him a writer. He's a person compiling, you know, stats, just to verbalize stats. Um, so let's get back to winning. Uh, the Blues uh, defeated the Ducks three to one in their last game. Uh, this is the game. This is the game the Blues should have played versus LA. It would been a little bit better of a game. It's the game the Blues should have played against San Jose. Yeah, true. And this game could have been like five to one. They they really could have had a few more goals. Uh, oh, it, Gibson, it, Gibson had a few stellar saves. Yeah, and neighbors Brzezinovich and Torpchenko score for the Blues. Uh, neighbors have been on fire lately, uh, putting yeah. a few goals. Um, and you know he's played better. Hopefully, he's turning a corner as far as stepping up his game on a more consistent basis goes. Um, that would be huge for this team offensively because uh, they were, you know, I mean, let's be fair. There were higher hopes for neighbors than he's shown mm-hmm. so far a little bit, right. not a ton, right? You wanted him to be like a middle six guy and right. he was like struggling to stay in that role. Well, I mean, think back to, you know, that, the, the, well, what I think back to, I, I shouldn't tell people what to think back to, but what I think back to is, you know, when he was playing for the Edmonton oil King in the same building as Connor McDavid and he replicated Connor McDavid goals back to back weeks with some insane moves. Like, holy shit, we have a phenom on our hands. And, you know, fast forward three years and they're like, oh, hey, look, he could be Jaden Schwartz in a year or two. Yeah. Right. But I like that. I, 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 I am, I was always a Jaden Schwartz fan. We need those kinds of guys. And mm-hmm. I think, I, you know, he, he is a, hockey like he's a rink rat you can tell that and like he's he's a very good locker room kind of guy and and he uh, a year or two he's gonna have an a he's a little feisty out there too yeah he doesn't really back he down dropped the gloves much. was it was it arizona he dropped the gloves against i believe you're right yeah, yeah he did yeah so i like that he plays a little bit of an edge you know doesn't take any crap out there doesn't uh doesn't skate away from a from a guy uh, uh talking crap out there so so that's 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 good to see. Um, uh, I think uh, you know. So uh, McTavish uh, scored for Anaheim midway through the third period uh, when it was three nothing. Made it three to one. Hofer played very well in this game, stopping twenty five of twenty six. Uh, deserved the number three star that he got. But uh, the Blues as a whole, very Jekyll and Hyde team. The last five, last five games, to say the least. The MoneyPuck.com's deserved win meter had the Blues. Uh, after a thousand simulations based on advanced stats, winning this game sixty point five percent of the time. So uh, they did agree with the uh, our, our analysis of well, it was obvious to see the Blues played well, but uh, scoring chances is a hotspot scoring chance uh, map that uh, shows the good scoring chances that each team had, and the Blues kind of dominated that, uh, especially around the uh, the net in the low slot area. They had a lot more scoring chances than uh, and I did good scoring chances. Yeah, I mean the the Bushnevich power play goal. I mean that that was every goal that was scored in the Blues in the first half of the season last year, right? Wide open at the back door, tap yeah, it. Right. Yep. 
Yeah, and uh, Bushnevich put that high like he had to because mm-hmm. it was a you know uh, Gibson got across, uh, but uh, it was more like a like a like a wedge shot, right? The one time yeah. wedge that goes up top. Yeah, the the sixty degree wedge. Yeah, very very nice, uh, uh, very nice shot by Bushnevich to get it up there, get up high. Uh, Ponder's thoughts on this game. He's got a little bit. He got a note here. The neighbors Sunquist uh, Alexandrov line was a force all night. They were forechecking and tying up sticks every time Anaheim tried to break out of the zone. Uh, led to neighbors opening goal. So Ponder uh, contributing to the show without actually being here. Right while facing allegations. While facing the allegations, <laughs> I'm not sure if legally we can actually say his name right now on the show. Right, <laughs> but we are. I think every time we do, he gets caned one more time. <laughs> uh, let me pull up the uh, standings here. The Blues uh, in the Central Division currently sit in fourth place uh, with 19 points. They are nine, seven, and one. Uh, Dallas is uh, first place at 25. Colorado is set at 22. Tied with Winnipeg at 22. Uh, all of those teams, including the Blues, have played 17. Arizona's played 18. Uh, games and they said 18 points and the predators who you just hate to see you know below the blues in the standings 17 games played 14 points and like we said they just came back and beat the colorado uh the other night so that uh helps the blues if you're if you're holding out hopes for the blues to catch colorado at some point this season yeah i'm not holding out hope for that um <laughs> i did i did watch the um the second half of the the stars avalanche game the other night and uh, that just what a kick of the nuts for the stars to lose that game. That that was uh, not not good. Um, what was the score of that game? How was it? I think final was what five three. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I have a, a, a guy I work with who's a huge stars fan, and um, he was very very disappointed with the outcome. Let me see if I can get back to that score. Man, being a huge Stars fan, that's that's just got to be a. He's from Texas, so. Okay, I mean, I, I, what I'm getting at is that you know it's like, eh, I mean, the Stars franchise. I mean, yeah, they they okay, they won a cup, yeah, but. I don't with know. Brett Hull, with to Brett Hull, your earlier yeah, point, yeah, with Brett Hull. So, uh, I, man, I, I just, I just don't like the Stars, and it's mostly because of Jamie Ben. I, was, I thought you were going to say Bob from the Stars. Bob from the Stars. Uh, Jamie Ben. You know, there's still that Belfour stink on the team for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. And uh, Craig stuff. Ludwig. Craig Ludwig. I always hated that fucker <laughs> for his uh, his pads. He'd his, his shin pads. He'd fan out to be like a foot wide, and the, and the initial did nothing about it. And he's got like ridiculous. If you don't know who Craig Ludwig is. Uh, look him, Ludwig, 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 Ludwig. Look yes. him up, and, and yes. Craig Ludwig's pads, chin yeah. pads. His he so he wore them at the University of Notre, uh, North Dakota in um, when he played there in the late seventies, early eighties, and wore them all the way through his NHL career. Yeah, what he would do is he would he would he bent the plastic uh, and fanned them out so they were a lot wider. And he looked ridiculous skating on the yeah. ice, but he he was a shot blocker. Yeah. And I'm like, how the NHL allowed that when they like when they like restrict every single inch of a goalie? 
right? But they allow this kind of shit to go on in front of the goalie is ridiculous. Yeah, I I love I love Letty from from the '86 Canadians, '88 Canadians, or sorry, '89 when they lost to Calgary. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> it's, hated that. I, mm-hmm. And and my my image of him is with the stars playing that way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I just sure. so I hated the right. stars anyway. And then right. I'm like he's almost like he's cheating. He's right. almost cheating. Right, that I mean, there was so much to hate about those stars teams. Yeah, Darren Hatcher, Ugh. Ed Belfour, Belfour, yeah. any team with Belfour. You don't right. need anybody. You don't need anybody else. That's it. Belfour. That's all you need. But and there was they, also yeah, Hatcher for one. Is it was it got easy to hate? Yeah, and and then you know we wind up with you know oh we, we got Roman Turk. He he was going to be Ed Belfour's replacement. <sighs> stolen, oh, stolen from Dallas. Stolen, and he yeah. We all know what happened here. Jesus. So the final of that game, um, it was six to three, okay. Colorado. Uh, Jordan Cairo, for you know, talk about him a little bit. The for the number of chances Jordan Cairo is getting, which he seems to always be around the net, always having chances. I mean, he flubs some chances too, but he seems to be getting a ton of chances. He's just struggling to put the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. I for so. He has four goals in 17 games. He could be leading the league in goals. His advanced stats for expected goals this season is 12.24. I think the, the league leader is 14 or something goals. So, I mean, he could be up there with the league leaders in goals if he if he would just capitalize on his on his opportunities the way he should, probably should be. Uh, some fans are yelling for him to be traded. Uh, a lot of the uh, not worth the contract quotes floating around. Um, even though he's in his first year of this contract and he's still pretty young. Uh, Eight-year deal, 8.125 per. Um, man, fans can turn on a player quick. Uh, wow. And just just an FYI, his no-trade clause, he does have no-trade clause, but not right now. It kicks in in 20, the 25-26 season. So he could be traded. And there'll be some takers. Oh, boy. Oh, takers oh my him. God. It, yeah. Like Philly, I'm sure, was drooling all over that potential <laughs> deal that, you know, that yeah. Tory crew next. Right. So, I don't think I don't think uh, his uh, contract structure would be an issue for most teams. <clears throat> uh, as long as they could, they could fit it somehow, they'd mm-hmm. want him. Uh, because oh, yeah. of, uh, right. that tells you, all you know, he, at this point, you cannot consider him a spent asset. Right. He is he he still has a ton of upside. And it, is it frustrating as a fan to yeah. see him, you know, pucks roll off his stick? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, he's he's still maturing. It's it's lower than than any of us want. But, man, I don't know. I I, I feel like my, my take on bit on Bennington, on Kyrie, the other Jordan. My take on him is that, you know, maybe he needs to play around with different sticks, right? He needs to, to, to see something that he can actually control a pass with because that seems to be an issue, right? I mean, there are times that maybe he takes his eye off the puck when he's trying to stick handle, but there are other times when he just catches a pass or tries to catch a pass and it bounces, yeah. right? And, like, a stiff, like a stick's too stiff or something? Yeah. Yeah, mess, mess around with, you know, David Perron, you know, I, 
you know, no, no hiding my love for David Perron, but he was such a, a rink rat and, you know, the guy that always messed around and was, was messing around with different, uh, different lengths of stick, different whips and different flexes. I, I, I think Cairo needs to get there and, and find something that works for him and, well, I think just get some confidence. Yeah, when you're not when you're not playing as well as you probably should, uh, some it's oftentimes a mental thing, right? So you're you know simply changing something to make it just a, give you a different feel out there uh, can just be the world of difference, right? So um, Matt Harris says uh, one thing he uh, he's noted that Kairu needs a fast friend. A lot of times when he gets the puck in, it's worthless because there's no one else there to help him. Uh, part of that might be, too, is that that Kairou sometimes tries to be a one-man show uh, where he doesn't really he's, – he's doing a lot of stick handling, right? Uh, but also at the same time, he'll pass up a shot when he has the shot to take. And that seems to be the case with a lot of the, the this team right now. So I want Kairou shooting as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Him and Verona. Especially yeah. shoot, shoot, shoot. You've got, you might have the two best shots on the team. Let it go. I mean, every chance you get, if you got a lane to the goal, shoot it. Yeah. I mean, I just... yeah, I, I, I guess to, to Matt's point, he needs a fast friend. We haven't seen a combination. I don't think we've seen this year is Kapanen with Cairo. I, I think Kapanen's probably the only guy that could keep up with him. Uh, yeah, would be interesting to see, you know, if, speed if, on that line. if if you know the the uh, Jekyll and Hyde personality on this team continues, and you know we're we're back talking about how shitty the last couple of games were, maybe that's the line combination to try out and and see if if that you know leads to more uh, odd man breaks. Um, problem is, you know, odd man breaks, you know. If they're happening one way, they're going to happen the other way. Right. But that's fun hockey, though, right? And right. in action. That, right. As long as you're coming out on top more times than not, you know, let, 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 I'm all for that. Um, but, no, yeah, I mean, speed kills, right? Speed speed is the great equalizer sometimes. Um, we saw that against Colorado a number of times with just a fast team. And uh, sometimes, sometimes you just can't keep up. And the speed kills you. Uh, you get blown by, you know, you, you get walked wide defensively. Um, and if you can move the puck, yeah. If you if you if you can move, if if you got fast skaters, and you're also you know, quick touch passes, I mean, forget about it. I mean, they're accurate. That's hard to stop. I don't care how good you are defensively. Um, goaltending. I thought we could talk a little about goaltending and reflect back on the uh, the freakout some of Blues Nation had when Huso uh, was traded to Detroit for the 73rd pick in the 2022 NHL entry draft. Which was uh, which ended up being Alexandri Kaskamaki. <laughs> I guess that's how you pronounce it. Currently 19 years old and is projected by some to be a top six forward in the NHL. Uh, and uh, how we were stuck with Bennington, people wanted to trade Bennington instead, uh, which we couldn't do due to his no trade clause. Um, after signing, uh, after trading, Huso uh, then agreed to a three-year. Four point seven five million per average deal, um, and whoso does have a no trade clause, a modified uh, ten team no trade clause. So, 
Other teams do give out no trade clauses as well. But anyway, the numbers for so the Blues decided to part ways with Huso, uh, get something for him, uh, and go with Bennington. And last year was Grice as the backup to give Hofer another year in the AHL. And then they brought Hofer up this year, so it's Bennington and Hofer. Uh, the two goalie tandem, uh, and then Huso was so that, that that upset some folks a couple years ago when Huso left. And you know, to be fair, Huso played fantastic most of the season that yeah that year. He was great. He was one of the main reasons we got to the playoffs that season. Um, but also, in fairness, he did kind of struggle down the stretch, mm-hmm. and he looked bad in the playoffs versus Colorado. Right, those those last five games, and then the start of that series against Colorado, he yep. that was close to bed shitting territory. Yeah, and it was it was. I mean, you could chalk some of that up to, you know, he had played a lot of games that season, and right. it was his first taste of NHL playoffs against a really good Colorado team that was all over us. So you know, you could you could make excuses for you know a couple of those things because whatever. But so the numbers this season for Bennington, 12 games played, he's 5-5-1, five, five and 9-2-2 save percentage, 2.47 goals against average. Uh, he has six quality starts um, and a 7.3 goals saved above average. Uh, Hofer has six games played, 4-2-0, save percentage, 2.79 goals against average, with four quality starts and a 1.9 goals saved again, uh, above average. Huso in Detroit, 10 games played, 6-3-1, record's pretty good. Uh, eight eight five save percentage though three point six one goals against average three quality starts and a negative five point five goals saved above average. And his last season in Detroit he was fifty six games played. This is his first full season in Detroit. Uh, twenty six twenty two and seven eight nine six save percentage three point one one GAA twenty six quality starts and a negative thirteen point five goals saved above average. Um, after the season, Huso will have one year left on his deal he signed in Detroit. So. Huso's not having the best go of it in Detroit. And you don't hear a lot about if Huso were playing really well in Detroit, you'd hear about it. Blues fans. Right. Oh my God. I wish we had Huso. So, but I don't get to watch a lot of Detroit games. I'll catch a game every now and then. Um, but you know, we've talked before about how goaltending is really hard to analyze with advanced stats. Cause a lot of stuff doesn't take it into account. And so I wanted to get, the opinion of somebody who watches every game knows what he's talking about as uh, a buddy of mine, Kirk Gino. Uh, and, he, and I asked for his take on Huso and how he's playing and how, how he looks to him. He goes, Huso has struggled last year. He was practically the team MVP for the first half of the season. Then he tired out with the heavy workload. That sounds familiar. Uh, he's yet to regain his groove and things are not looking promising. seems like he always lets in at least one soft goal each game, mm-hmm. often at the worst possible times. Reimer started out great, but was also struggled of late. His struggle started out a couple weeks ago when uh, he took the worst penalty I've ever seen a goalie taken over time. He grabbed a goal, uh, grabbed Cole Caulfield's stick, held mm-hmm. onto it for like five seconds. They promptly scored on the power play. To I win watched the game. that game. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> yep. And he's sucked in his two, uh, he's sucked in his two starting appearances since. Uh, Lyon got the start, um, so they got three goalies this season on the roster and looked decent, but lost three to two to the Leafs. That's his first action of the season. He said Detroit's defense has been lackluster as well. Lots of odd-man rushes, mostly the fault of Jeff Petrie uh, and uh, Ben Sherratt. So a horrific pairing, he said. 
a, a former Montreal pairing. <laughs> so Sherrod and Petrie. We you know I we all know what it's like here to have uh, to have the goaltending stats suffer because of bad go- uh, bad defense in front of him, mm-hmm. but uh, but he's he thinks that Huso Huso has struggled as well. So I you know I, I like Huso. I, I and we we've we've seen how, how he's capable of playing. Uh, he's a huge reason why I made the playoffs. I mentioned a couple of years ago. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. he can figure out his inconsistency inconsistency issues. He's 28 though, and he should be entering his prime pretty soon. So he's he's, he's mm-hmm. right there. Um, but there's still a lot of time for him to come around, and uh, you know the defense in Detroit isn't great. Uh, so, but right now I think it's obvious that uh, as far as goaltending is concerned, that the Blues put their money behind the best option, and they, and they moved on from Huso, and they kept. Uh, and uh, Hofer is still super early in his career. Mm-hmm. Could go either way. He's had uh, you know, some bad starts, some good starts, but uh, you know I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with the Blues going with Bennington and Hofer over uh, keeping Huso at this point. So based on how he's played in Detroit, and from what I've heard from some Detroit fans who watch him every game, so right. And last year, I mean, it, the the thing we kind of glazed over was last year was Thomas Grice's backup. Right. And that that just that we could have made a lot better decision on on backup last year. We could have had Hofer up here uh, yeah. a lot earlier, I think. But yeah, maybe, you know, but, I mean, I guess there's something to be said too. maybe they I mean, could have felt that, you know, bringing Hofer up too soon could have like, you know, killed him mentally. I don't know if he was if he's not ready, he's not ready. Um, but yeah, Grice was definitely not good guy to have as a backup for yeah, it, m- multiple reasons right did, did you see the uh he was uh in attendance with lutz fan and steel at the last home game yes i did yeah, yes that, i did that was, that was yeah. pretty interesting couple, couple of germans though right yeah, a german. couple couple of german goalkeepers yeah you're right, <laughs> right. so that, that was really interesting but uh you know i thought uh kirk's breakdown on huso i mean that was his his first season here right really right. bad goal he gave up we like we talked at length like, early too week first, first shot, shot first, first shot, shot goes yeah. in every time yeah. right and then he finally figured it out at the end of what was it the the 2021 season uh, or the 2020 season 2020, and, yeah. and he got on that heater and kept it going until yeah. the stretch run right until the, the the late part of that stretch run when when you know i it was a very tough decision and you know we've we've covered at length all the decisions that armstrong made and you know the heartburn that that i had over uh you know the the david perron versus nick letty um and huso and jake wallman and you know there, there were this team could still feel like the team from, you know, that, that should have done so much better the year after the cup run. Right. Yep, and, yep. and we moved on from it. And, you know, I, I think we're, we're absolutely right. You know, Hofer, Hofer is showing signs of, you know, what you would expect at this point, right. He's had really, really strong games and really, really bad games, right. In, in terms of goals against. Um, but, you know, I think that that will even out. I, I think we're going to have a good, a good, you know, not one A, one B, but a, a one and two here for the next couple of years. Yeah. And Hofer's actually is, is five years younger than Huso, too. 
Right. So that is right. And his puck handling. Oh, oh. so good. Right. He's he is probably I'd probably put him top ten in the league at this point. At least. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, is he? Would you say he's better than Bennington? Oh yeah. You think yeah. so? Bennington's decent, but Hofer, I think he's good. Right. I'd say Bennington. I'd say Bennington's top ten. You think Hofer's better than Bennington? Yeah, I think so at okay. this point. So, so in my opinion, then, or well, if we combine our opinions, we have two top ten puck handling goalies. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you're listening to this show, of course, it's only our opinion that matters. Right. Right. Sure. Or you can, you know, or you can just read the recaps on Angel.com and get generic box score uh, verbiage. <laughs> about a and, game and learn absolutely nothing and uh joel hofer who scored a goal a couple of years ago in the ahl that might be the color commentary you get, how right? many times how many right. times are we going to hear that this season with the goalie pulled and hofer net every yeah. single fucking time oh, God. Uh, oh man that that was it the penguins it's uh, been a couple times this season already they've done it because because uh, yeah i was like well God. Against uh, against Anaheim, it was a it was a two goal lead, and yeah. they were like, oh it's a two goal lead. Uh, yeah. Given the opportunity, Hofer might take a shot because it was a two goal lead in the in the AHL when he when he when he scored the goal. It's like ah, I mean, okay, I mean yeah, I mean if it's two goal lead and he's got the puck on the net, yeah, fire away, go ahead, who cares? Um, but and it'd be great to see. I'd love it. God. Uh, but right. it, so much fun. That's that's kind of the one goalie thing we haven't seen here in St. Louis. That's true. Right? That's, it is. It's yeah. it's kind of like the Cardinals and the Wainwright, right? The the Cardinals had a shit season last year, but they had Wainwright to like uh, get people excited. If Hofer does score a goal this season, that's gonna <laughs> care. That's gonna be the story for this team the entire season, right? They're gonna just keep playing that clip uh, about something that positive that happened for this team, and they can just roll with that. <laughs> no, I, I still I still think we could aspire to third place in the central. I think Doug got it right. You think we'll finish you think we can finish third? No, no I'm not saying we, will. We we can aspire to it. We aspire to do you, I, this team could finish third. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they could. will, I, I don't know. I have no idea. there's I mean I don't I hate doing predictions because you know, people do that stuff and there's so much uh, unknown shit that happens. Uh, in the in the future, that is you know, injuries and and uh, whatever. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't I don't whatever. I, I don't I hate doing predictions. I like uh, you know short game stints, right? How they played the past five games, how and and their outlook for the coming week or two. Um, I'm all about that. I'm all over that because the short term. But you're trying to predict something, you know, three months from now. It's like fuck. What what, what are you doing? That's hard to do. That's imp- yeah. so it's impossible. You're guessing. You're flat dartboard, blind dartboard. What you doing? Yeah, so predicting the next four games, since we have those on the list oh, yeah. here. Uh, tomorrow night, Arizona. Um, I'm predicting another um, in uh, a poop emoji. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a loss. Okay. Um, and... that with, even with the best road penalty kill? <laughs> I assume it's still the best. We allowed one last game. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I could see either team giving up early in this one because it's a a holiday evening game in a college town. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of wanting to get out and 
go to the club. I, I assume the loser, you know, there are a, a lot more family guys on this team than there are not. So they're probably jumping on a charter straight after the game to come home for Thanksgiving. Okay. So Arizona beat the blues in their first matchup and the blues beat Arizona. So this is the, uh, do they play more? They play four games. This is they, they have already played four games. This is the fifth game. Right, isn't it? Isn't no, 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 no. They, they don't play five games to anybody in the, in the central. Uh, they play, they played them twice. This is the third game. Is it? No. Yeah. This, this, this is. is a, this feels like the fourth games. game. Well, no, like they, they, they won two to one on uh, November 9th. Okay, and then in October, let's go back to October. I thought we lost they, twice to them in October. Mm, nope, we lost once. We lost on uh, October 19th. Hmm. And that's the only, yeah, the only game. So I lost six to two. It was a six to two loss, and because oh, the, it's because we played them like four times in one day in the preseason. <laughs> right, we did. We did. We played a uh, split squad. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and the two to one win on the November 9th was the revenge game for the six to two loss earlier in October. So, uh, this is, uh, and I, you know, we either play them three or four times of the season. Uh, and this, so this is the third matchup already, um, which, and I will never not complain about so few games against division rivals, uh, three or four times, three, some teams we play three times, some we play four, not many. And, uh, we should be playing teams like at least five or six times at least. Yeah. So, but so after the Coyotes, we have Nashville afternoon game. Black Friday. Here in St. Louis. Yeah. That is a very rare game, right? Nashville, we've we've been to a an eleven thirty game in Nashville. <laughs> that, so, was, that was harsh. Yeah, that, it, it was. And it snowed. It snowed it was, it did. as we drove down there. It did. And it what was you know what? And in March. And it was and it was even too it was cold. And it was even too um too early for like okay so you think okay well you know an early game okay well the the game's over you see the the crowd spills out onto the strip there you can have a good time you have a nice long time to hang out and party and drink and, and have a good time and it was just it was too early mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like two o'clock and we're like okay <laughs> we're just, it's like uh, five o'clock would have been you know a 2 p.m game and get down and get out at 4 30 or 5 o'clock and and then that'd have been a little better, but uh, still a good time. But yeah, eleven thirty was too early. Yeah, way way too early. But <laughs> but yeah, so we got the early game against Nashville on Black Friday. Thank God we can watch that while we're getting drunk on Bourbon County. Yes, and uh, hopefully then, better than this Earl Grey here. Yes, yes. which I've gotten so, used to now. Actually, it's, it's not yeah, as bad. Well, well, yeah. Well, so I was thinking about this earlier. Right. So we 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 get the flights, you know, and that's six six four ounce pours. That means we're drinking twenty-four ounces of average fourteen point eight ABV beers. Yeah. We're gonna be drunk and, for a while. Yeah, well and, and and there's also going to be another beer probably after mm-hmm. the flight is oh, over. Oh for sure. Yeah, because you, you get you, you after you have a, a bunch of uh, heavy flight uh, heavy small pours you might want something different, you know, change right. it up, right? Right. So, somebody's somebody's going to go with Sun King. Oh, right. that's me. The, the vanilla the cream. Vanilla. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love that. <laughs> Amy says it tastes like cough medicine. I, I don't. <laughs> I love it. I, it tastes so good. I, but this is it. Season. I mean, it might not have it. It's kind of a weird season for that. 
just Bob in the YouTube chat, just Bob three thousand. Is it uh, maybe it's a a bot? Uh, says uh, yeah. they they play Arizona again on December second at Arizona. So yeah, that's what be, I was thinking. This right. is the, so we will play them four times. Right. In in very in their season series will be done before Christmas, which I always hate. Yeah, and especially division, right? That's whatever. The scheduling in the NHL is weird. Austin Lynch is alive. Uh, build that jersey is a beauty. Well, thank you. Thank you. I've, I I had about something out that wasn't. I've I've worn a couple of Habs jerseys this week. I've figured I haven't worn them enough lately. So, okay. Hmm. So maybe maybe Friday instead of a, a Blues jersey, uh, I'll wear my Kokaniemi jersey. Uh, the the uh, Habs original reverse retro. Uh, I'll never I'll never forget that. That night at Sunrise Brewery. God, that was the best. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Overtime winner oh, the guy God. on my shirt. Oh, and God. then Montreal shits the bed. Mark Bergevin's last move is losing yeah. that guy. Yeah, well, in a weird way, too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Offer sheet. Yeah, offer sheet, and he signed for what was uh, <laughs> it was Sebastian Dajo's jersey number. Twenty dollars, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck. So after uh, Nashville, two p.m. on Friday, we got Sunday in Chicago, one p.m. Uh, yeah, at one p.m. But but the Blues are gonna catch the Blackhawks on back to back afternoon games. Ooh. So you know what, I man, Sunday afternoon games for the Blues never seem to go well. Nope. I don't know what it is. Uh, <sighs> no, the. I can remember back to when I was a kid and the Blues going into Chicago for an early, early game. It's got to probably be like 84, 85. Um, and they just got walked out of the building in the first period. And yeah, that, 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 that's always my expectation is we play an early game and we are going to get destroyed. The. You know, I, th- I think back to an afternoon weekend game. I think it was a Sunday game. I think the game for 1993 game four sweep of the Hawks that I was I was at game four. It was an afternoon game, and I believe it was a Sunday. Um, and so I have fond memories of afternoon hockey, but that was playoffs. It was a little different. Yeah, um, man. I'll tell you what, though, if you if 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 it's a playoff game and it's an afternoon game on a weekend and they lose, you got a lot of hours in the day left just to, to sulk and <laughs> the misery of losing a playoff game. I'd almost rather lose it at night and then go to bed a few, couple hours later and just you know right it off. Right uh, when when Taves scored the goal against oh. Ryan Miller. Right, that was an afternoon game. I remember I was at Four Hands, yeah, um, and uh, they they had like a food truck event um, as the game was starting. And by the time we got home, uh, got home just in time to see the Tate's goal. Uh, I, my daughter so had my daughter has a story about that goal, um, that game too. Is that I the goal was scored, and I stood up. And I walk. I walked out the walkout, and my daughter was sitting on the couch watching the game with me. She was little, just I don't know, four or five years old. And I 
stood up after the goal, walked out the walkout, closed the door, and just gave the biggest fuck as loud as I could to anybody that could hear me. Walked back inside, and she was like, Dad, I heard that. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I tried to go outside. <laughs> I was so mad. God, what a lifetime game that was. Yeah, but you got revenge. Uh, was a couple years later, the next year, two years later? Uh, two years. That, two that years was 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Elliot, Elliot in the blues. Yeah. Woo! Troy Brower. The demons. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hope uh, TJ Oshie was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a great moment. Was it worth Oshie? That's debatable. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> a, a potential what if segment. Yeah, that's that's true. I've I have thoughts on all of that that I think I've I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. but, but we can we'll have to save that for a what if segment. We should write these down. Uh, we we talk about the what if segment uh, and we always have ideas for it. We haven't done it yet. Right, it's it's been on the <laughs> it's been on the outline for three weeks and we haven't yeah. touched it. Nope. We could, we almost got there today because yeah, it's it's we talked talked about a lot about Billy Huso. It has to be on a night when there's nothing to talk about. It has well, to be. And tonight kind of would have been that night. Yeah, we've got a couple more things, though. Yeah. Uh, Rapid-fire tidbits from around the NHL. Connor McDavid was asked in postgame. Did you hear about this? Did you hear this uh, question he was asked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my my initial thought was, this is a guy that was around. Whoever's asking this question had to have been around for the late 80s. Oilers. Was it was it Spectre that asked this question? Probably. I think it was. Uh he so I, I think a Spectre. Uh, defensively, he says he asked Connor McDavid after they lost. Defensively, you're struggling. Offensively, you got a couple tonight, but the power play is struggling. Are you better off to try and win this thing four to one or to try and win seven to five? Right. <laughs> what, the, what kind of question is that? Right. <laughs> to me, that's that's like Wayne Gretzky would have won this game. You fuckhead. Right. <laughs> that's 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 how I read it. He was like, obviously, we're trying to keep the puck out of our own net. We're not doing a very good job of it right now. You know, I mean, he gave the the canned, you know, safe response to it. But he also said, you asked this question before. I've answered it before. You like this question for some reason. <laughs> I didn't want to answer it. <laughs> he, you know, I, obviously, and, you know, we've known this from listening to journalists ask weird questions during uh, post-game pressers and, and ponder kind of back this up. It was like, they have a story in mind they mm-hmm. want to write. Right. And they're trying to get quotes to back up that story right. and to, to, to fit that narrative for that story. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, he was wanting to write something about, about this, about, you know, winning a game seven to five versus four to one. He wanted McDavid to say something about it. Right. Give me Grant Fuhrer. We'll do this. <laughs> Uh, we talked about this earlier. Nashville scores two goals in the last 38 seconds to tie and then beat the Avs 4-3 to three in regulation. Um, glad this game didn't get OT, being a division game and all, but uh, how fun is it to see Colorado collapse like this, even though it was Nashville who did it to them? Uh, I mean, if there's a, a team in the division that you want to do that to Colorado, it's Nashville. I guess so, yeah. Like be, team a team is below you. In, sure. Yeah, yeah, in the standings. That's true. Uh, and Milan Lucic uh, arrested for domestic abuse. <laughs> the hell you say? Uh, oh, I mean, <laughs> Come on. He was arrested on assault and battery charge. Wait for it. On Battery Street. 
I don't want to laugh. It doesn't get more but Boston than this, does it? <laughs> Battery Street. Uh, the victim said that a victim, which was his wife, right, uh, said that Lucic uh, could can't not say that. Allegedly, 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 allegedly uh, could not locate his cell phone after a night out that she believed involved the consumption of alcohol. According to the report, <laughs> she told the officer that Lucic began yelling and demanding the phone, which she did not have. <laughs> She told Lucic that they did not have the phone or know where it was and attempted to walk away, but told police that Lucic grabbed their hair and pulled them backwards. The victim also told police that Lucic said they would not be going anywhere. <laughs> Lucic seems to be the kind of guy where it, would, uh, it wouldn't surprise you to hear this news about him um, for whatever reason. I did the kind of player he is. Not sure that translates fairly to personal life, but whatever. Um I guess she's the type of woman that is not, does not like her hair pulled because she uh, called the police. Some women like that kind of thing. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, but, but they wanted to talk about, you know, was there strangling? No, no strangling. Um, so apparently just hair pulling. And I'm thinking if, if it was just hair pulling and, then, and the police were called, that had to be a pretty violent hair pull. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, not, not right. a simple little hair pull. That's got to be like a jerk your head back. Oh, mm-hmm. that really hurts uh, kind of a thing. So right. was it enough to pull the weave out? Uh, was it that kind of situation? I don't know. Uh, I don't does she know. have a weave? I don't know. I've never, I've never, I'm not the kind of guy that sits around and Googles hockey players' wives. No, no. <laughs> but if you type in Milan Lucic into Google, I bet you the first suggestion is wife. Well, it's, <laughs> it's every, every athlete. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is so weird. People search for that stuff. It's like, I mean, I, okay. I mean, I'm going to test this right now, and I am going to do it. Vladimir <laughs> wife. Oh, no. The only thing is former Russian, former ice hockey player. Oh, okay. uh, damn it. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me finish his name and see if it comes up. The chubby turkey wife. No, chubby turkey wife. That, it does not. But Vladimir Tarasenko. Um no, it doesn't come up here either. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. My theory is debunked. Um, I think we are now at the end of our rope or outline, if you will, for the show. Um, anything else you want to add to the show, Bill, about the Blues? We got uh, any predictions for the upcoming four games? How I just said we don't do predictions, but all right. Uh, you did well. You did say you said you said Arizona. I did say poop emoji, poop emoji win, uh, win poop emoji. Okay, so, so you think? I think uh, I think we take that Nashville and Chicago, and then um, what the the following game is that against? Is oh, that? Uh, well, Arizona then Nashville then Chicago and then yeah. Minnesota. So Arizona loss. Nashville, Chicago wins, and then Minnesota mm, probably win. Oh, okay. Maybe we get our Bennington versus Flurry fight. Ooh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> and we and we'll do a show the next day. So uh, they play Minnesota on the twenty eighth, and we should be doing. We're scheduled to do a show on the 29th. So yeah, that can't happen. I mean, 
this early, it, this early well, in the season, maybe not. Maybe not. But, and especially then, and the next, this is the next matchup, right? Between the two teams after that happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, and you know, they're going to talk right. about it. There's no way the planets will align for that to happen again. This, the, I mean, no way. Not a chance. I mean, I love it, but I'm like, oh, that'd be, there's no way. That'd be weird. It'd be almost like scripted. If We're it owed. We are owed that fight. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, we, and we someone... should, <laughs> I, I feel ashamed that I don't know the linesman's name that broke that up, but I feel like we should be talking about him like uh, Deckinger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An 85 World Series yeah, fucking up everything I'm, for the Cardinals. Deckinger. Yeah, he did well. Dinkinger fucked it up for the Cardinals. Right. Uh, this linesman fucked it up for the entire NHL and fan right. base for the world. For the world, everybody wanted to see this. Blues fan, Bennington fans wanted to see this just because they like Bennington, and the rest of them who hate Bennington wanted to see him try and get his ass beat. It was right. uh, Darren Pang can't talk enough about that about how the w- hockey world was robbed <laughs> of this fight. And, Probably uh, one of the most anticipated goalie fights ever. Yeah. Oh and, my gosh. And you know, uh, I I don't agree with Panger often, but this is one point where yeah, hundred percent copacetic, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to think Bennington will get his fight someday. He'll he'll get it. I mean, Flory too. I mean, they both want it. Want to just just go? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Flurry doesn't. Flurry, I don't know. He's got a couple more years left in him. Let's. let's yeah. You know, Do you, I, 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 get I, in another wire, bud. You know what would would kind of be an issue for Bennington haters though, if Bennington does actually fight at some point here soon, um, and win. Well, oh boy, if it wins, that'd be then they would have nothing to talk about. But even if he fights and loses, it's like, well, he fought, he backed up his antics finally, and it's like you can't call it. I mean, you half of their ammunition against him is gone, right? So they won something, but then after it's over, it's gonna detract from their criticism of him because oh he won't fight he'll never fight he does this stuff and runs away he won't fight and but you know what i mean it, uh-huh. it's, it's going to take away their yeah. ammunition half of it so right you know. right and i don't think they realize what they're asking right and in thinking about it you know maybe maybe the the linesman gave us the gift of anticipation Further anticipation <laughs> for when is it going to happen? The buildup. <laughs> uh, I could have been like, looking this up too while we're talking. Right, could have been, but it, it's kind of like you know, baseball, 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 baseball. You know, think about baseball, not not the task at hand. Uh, let's see, the linesman who stopped the goalie fight. Wow, there's an article about it in Golf Digest. There's an article in Golf Digest <laughs> about the linesman who stopped the goalie fight between. But of course, Mark. that's where you'd find it. I mean, it's the first. Was it one of the first things that? Uh, uh, I think I'm going to read the first part of this. Uh, I think I have a subscription to Golf Digest really? on my iPad. Okay, I, right. I don't know. I I haven't read it in like two years. Think of all the great heels in sports. Mike Tyson, Tanya Harding, Terrell Owens, Roger Clemens, 
Hell, even Phil Mickelson gets a vote at this point. Think of all their conniving and grandstanding and manipulation. Think of the actual crimes some of them committed. Now, with all that in mind, listen carefully. They don't hold a single middle finger to this to these NHL linemen. Uh, and then they got a, a, a Twitter clip a video of the linesman that letting uh, Jordan Bennington and Forey fight, not letting him fight. Uh, who was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Is it going to the name? I'm looking for the name. I can't find it. Tell me they got the name in here. They say this linesman. Mm. No, they don't have his name. Mm. Oh, that's just poor research. That's poor journalism. Uh, that's bad. Uh, uh, come, you got all the time. You could find this out easy. Coleman you know Bentley. What? Coleman Bentley with the Gulf Digest. <laughs> come on. Ah, oh, come on, man. That's that's a tease of an article. Um, you know who? You know who would have let this fight go? Race Campanello. Race Campanello. <laughs> I, I just, the linesman, the linesman. I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, the guy has a fucking name. Where is it? We And we, we said this during the show after this fight. We, we said it. We had his name on there. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the Twitter feed. No one's even saying his name. This guy's like, okay, he's an enigma. Whatever, but wow. maybe, maybe, maybe small chance we get the fight against Minnesota on Tuesday. I'm holding out hope. <laughs> you know they're going to show clips. It's guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah, for first first game since it happened. Yep. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Uh, I was at that game. I was at the game where uh, the Bennington and uh, Flory uh, damn near fought. I was God. there with my daughter. Um, unbelievable atmosphere! Oh my god! Oh, god, the the last goalie fight that I got to see uh, was Greg Stefan, and well, it wasn't really a goalie fight. Greg Stefan wound up getting tossed from the game, um, but uh, Vincent Riando <laughs> was the Blues goalie, and he was he was like. Uh, uh, water skiing behind Stefan, trying to keep him from getting into another altercation, <laughs> and he got uh, leaving the crease penalty. That was the funniest thing in the world. That's the, that's one of the weakest penalties in, in the NHL. Leaving the crease. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> let's wrap her up. Let's do it. Uh, support for Los Globos Radio is brought to you in part by Ideal Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform. Based on a health assessment of your DNA, visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com. And tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Bergorn from Real Brokered Realty. Give Mike a call today at 314-753-4060. For all of your home buying and selling needs, that's 314-753-4060. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis' tasty hockey team beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 7 of season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For the MIA, Jeff Ponder, Bill Day, and MIA, Austin Lynch, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone. Let's go Blues and uh, looking forward to Black Friday. Let's go goalie fights. Mm, nice. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanus Sport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available.
I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry.